Let's go. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged, the first of 2021 and 2020 has been quite the year for MMA. I must say thank you very much for everyone who has subscribed. We've reached 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. So uh, if you like uh, the video, please give us a thumbs up. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss any of the action. This podcast is brought to you by Ginger Fox Coffee. Ginger Fox Coffee, guaranteed to make you as clever as a fox. Joining me as always, MMA Royalty and Gareth Soldier Boy McClellan. And of course, Justin Ferrier. He is also MMA Royalty when it comes to one of the most respected refs and judges and administrators in the world. So uh, Justin and Gareth, thanks as always for joining me. Let's start off, boys. Uh, firstly, Happy New Year. Compliments of the season. Happy New Year, boys. Um, 5,000 uh, subscribers. Not bad, eh? Not bad. Must be my good looks. I think that's exactly what it is. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> beautiful new hair. I, I must say, what's going on there? Are you? Are we getting? Uh, are we getting the comb over? What's happening there, Gareth? Well, you know, being in the business world, you have to have a certain image, and you know, I. I, action fact, I try and hide my ears when I go into the meeting. So, you know, if I have good looking hair, it takes away from my ears. I dare you. I, I, I dare you to go mullet. Please go mullet. Oh. I'm gonna, oh, with a little, with a little horse tail at the back. <laughs> the little rat tail, just the one that sticks out at the back. There. You, you laugh. <laughs> Um, Do you know how many times I've sat in a meeting and they sit and look at me and they're like, you can just check them staring at my ears and they want to ask. So what? I have to kind of explain it to them. Like, I can tell you for free that if I saw a man with your ears, I'm not asking anything. 100%. <laughs> Especially the one, what's it, the, the, the left ear is looking the a bit right. worse for <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, guys, um, before we get into the, the MMA action, obviously uh, Fight Island yeah. is back. Uh, we've got some incredible news. That's that's one of the things about lockdown level three. Hey, we still haven't got our internet quite sorted here in South Africa. It's been a year, yeah. <laughs> um, Gareth's trying to speak there, but he's a bit frozen on at the moment. Um, Jay, let's go with you. Um, I think, you know, news that Connor's back, that he's fighting around the corner. Um, he's still box office in terms of what he puts uh, and brings to, to the MMA organization of the UFC. Um, but obviously, everyone wants to see him back in action up against uh, Poirier. It's a, it's a rematch. And Connor said that he promises a masterpiece. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. That was the one thing I promised a masterpiece. Um, you can see the media is heavily leveraged of Connor. Um, I don't know how the UFC are getting it right because numbers are spiraling, but they are. Um, they are being very safe and it's amazing. Um, a couple of people I know are working on there and they have to quarantine going and, and testing. And it's uh, it, The protocol is incredible, but it couldn't be a better time with most of the other sport um, being 
an issue. Um, a lot of people are cancelling. I know locally some PSL stuff has been cancelled. Um, we're not as starved as before, but the UFC have managed to leverage. They, they, the, the first part island and the second one was uh, the first part island. It didn't matter what the names were. We were just so starved for entertainment. Um, now that some other closed door soccer events etc are happening, um, UFC have gone and put the cherry on the top and brought Connor back. So they certainly know how to make money and they certainly know how to keep interest. Definitely. Uh, Gareth, uh, you're back uh, after your, your internet wobble. Um, Conor McGregor stealing headlines, I mean, uh, at an incredible time. Yeah, look, I think he's uh, he's come back at uh, probably the perfect stage in, in, in the sport. I think when it's really, I think it's keeping most of the world entertained. Um, I think a lot of the world sports are struggling and uh, the UFC just seems to get stronger. They just seem, seem to be putting on better cards, more entertainment. Um, I'm excited about this fight. I think it's uh, Dustin Poirier is a great, is a great uh, contender. Um, I think he's involved massively. But you just see the way that Connor walks around. You see the intention in his eyes. He, it's the old Connor. The old Connor's back the the guy that's uh, unbelievably focused, unbelievably driven. Um, you saw him have that very bad stage with his drinking and his partying, and you can, it kind of showed in his performances um, or his performance against Khabib. I don't think he was ready. It wasn't wasn't the Connor that we had we had come to know. I think it, it was a very haphazard guy who thought, "Oh, I'm just going to steamroll this guy," and he didn't. Um, he got back in can, the I offer, can I offer a different point of view while you say that, G? Um, do you not think, and I'm obviously a massive Connor fan, I'm also a big Khabib fan, but I, obviously having met Connor, he's a good oak. Do you not think he did, he was a little bit loose with his training against Khabib so that he'd always have an excuse because I don't think he believed he would win? Do I, you I, not think that that was the crutch that he could say? Guys, I, I buggered around. That's why I didn't win. I, I may, maybe, maybe could be could be possible. But I think it was just too much. There was all the parties. There was just too much money for him. Too much stardom. He he, he got caught up in the lights. He got caught up in the parties and mm. the drinking. And oh, look at me! I'm Connor. Look at my suits. Look at my thingy. And I, I, I'll tell you this, guys. It, it's very easy to get caught up in the hype and become the show pony and become the guy that that, that you he, it's almost like he had to keep it up I, I mean I know in my career at a stage when when I when I first won the title and then all of a sudden there was this massive draw and fame and oh and you, wherever you went I, I mean I went to Tristar and I was I was sparring with GSP because they'd heard so much about me and it, it gets to you it gets to the head mm. you, you start to think about oh listen Oh, I'm untouchable, you know, I, I'm going to walk through anybody. And you, you start to not concentrate on the things that are important. You concentrate on the outside stuff, the star, the, you know, the star quality. The and brand, you forget, yeah. You forget about the athlete. You, you concentrate on the brand, 100% this, mm. yes. You forget the product. Yeah. And you forget what got you there. And he forgot that. And I think Khabib was a big wake-up for, call for him because he got manhandled. And he got, he got, he got, he got, in the fight against Nate Diaz that he lost, it was it was easy. Oh, he has a lightweight fighting a guy who's, who's walking around like a middleweight. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of like, oh my gosh, look at Conor. He got in there and he went at this guy, and he got praised for it. Not he didn't get sunk for it against Khabib. 
it was a different story. Everybody started to go, oh, well, we're not interested in Connor. UFC pushed him aside. And he had, he's had to earn his respect back. He's had to come back and say, hey, I'm still that guy. You know, uh, Cowboy Cerrone got in there. I think the moment was too big for him, but he dispatched him quickly. He didn't waste his time. He, he showed what he's capable of by putting an effort in. You see what the guy's looking like. Man, he's looking, he, he looks unbelievable. He, and he's, and you can you can see in his eyes, there's just a difference about him. He's very quiet. He's not saying much. I know he came out and just said that he's going to knock him out in 60 seconds. And don't be surprised if that happens. Because I honestly, honestly believe he wants to take back what he lost when he was the double champion. When everybody was like, oh my word, Conor McGregor is, he's the guy. And maybe the loss was what he needed. Maybe it, it, it brought him back to yeah. ground. And and now he's he switched on, he's turned on. And I could bet you bottom dollar is going to put him away. He's going to put he's going to put uh, Dustin Poirier away. And the first thing that's going to come out of his mouth is he's going to want Khabib. Hundred. Do you 100%. think he can? I don't. I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think I think what what a lot of people underestimate about Khabib is how strong he is, hmm. and I, I, I think it's that that over, overwhelmingness once he grips you and he put, puts you on your back. No one knows how to handle that. No one knows how to get up. No one knows how to get him off you. Um, that wrestling is just, is it's too much. Uh, I mean, I, I, we've got two guys that I, I wrestled with in, in with, I wrestled with for a long time jo- in Joburg, uh, Sloan and Shane. And in, in the beginning, Sloan was not an MMA guy. He didn't understand MMA. But when he got hold of me, I just, with all the skill that I had, even as, a, as the double champion, I just couldn't get him off me. I was in the UFC. He was this guy who was a rest, South African wrestling champion. But when he gripped me, he was so strong and his wrestling ability was so good, I couldn't get away from him. I, I just I didn't know how to handle it. And mentally, it does play a game. I, I think Connor understands the product now. I understand. I think he understands what he's facing. And he's packed on a lot of size. He's a lot stronger for the weight division than what he normally is. You can see it in his upper body and his shoulders. Look, he's a good wrestler. Connor's not a bad wrestler. Yeah. Uh, he's he can wrestle, and he's got good a good, very good ground game. I think if he can match that with the right strength, and he understands the ability of of Khabib now to shoot from that far away, he knows what to expect. Yeah, now, this is a guy that Khabib will shoot in your volume in the head. You, you never know with Connor. Yeah, but gentlemen, we forget Khabib's made a vow to his mother. That he's not going to fight again. Yeah, but if your mother allows you to do something, if she takes the back and says, "My boy, I'll give you my blessing," then he'll be open season. Then he, then it is open season. So I mean, do you so think he showed the like he, he's not gone against his mom? Yeah. But if his mom said, like, if you see somebody, let's say you pull rank on your child and you say, "No, you're not going to your friend's house," and you see the oak, he doesn't go to his friend's house for three weeks, and you can see the longing in his eyes, you go, "You know, my boy, it's not so bad, guy." Like, maybe she will see the longing that he has from missing the game because that's all could be known. Yeah. He's wrestling in this. So, and so you're confident? He's around a lot. Maybe if the mom says, I'll give you my stamp of approval, this is what you mean to do, go forth and prosper. Yeah. That's all that's waiting because he doesn't need the money. No, no. No, well, let's wait and see so what happens there. That's all that, that's, that's the biggest thing. Maybe it's the mom, all she needs to do is give the thumbs up. 
Can, Maybe it's as simple as that. I mean, does does the UFC need a Conor Khabib too? Why not? No, I'm just saying at this stage, no, like no, no, you, you no, know what I'm trying to say. Do they do they need it? They need they need stardom. Yeah. Um, the problem is the marketability of Khabib because he doesn't fall into the traps and can't be like he's very straight faced and you can see he's only doing media days because it's in his contract mm. he doesn't enjoy that it's not his he doesn't um he's not dismissive but he doesn't care for it yeah yeah he does things out of duty um he doesn't allow himself to to breathe in the heart yeah i mean because uh, as we build up to this year, there's obviously a lot of news, a lot of speculation. I mean, Dana White has said, don't get excited about Israel Adesanya, John Jones. But that's what people are talking about. They're talking about Connor, Khabib. They're talking about Adesanya, Jones. Those are the things they're talking about, you know, and, and that's why I'm well, asking. Khabib, from a, Khabib from, a, from a skill point of view, um, uh, one of the greatest of all time. I can't say he's the greatest of all time, one of uh, for me, Anderson Silva, John Jones. John Jones is the X Factor and he's crazy marketable. Yeah. Is he crazy marketable and the X Factor? Uh, I mean, um, Connor, X Factor. All these are marketability things, so the mm. media bars them. Yeah. You, you and I are going to get up and go, wow. We'll get up and go because because Khabib is 29 and 0 and because we understand how amazing he is and how he smashes people. Gets it, but he doesn't get involved in the harp. And if he were like, he wouldn't stay current. It, it would be kind of out of sight, out of mind. Not not forgotten, hmm. but like people are, are, are they want the crazy antics again. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yes, they need Connor, uh, and they love Khabib. And I just they might be it might be too expensive to put the fight together. I don't, well, at I don't this know. stage, yeah. I mean, the UFC cut $6 million uh, last year just to get operating at an optimum level per event. Like, do they need, do they need like, like Dustin Poirier will make a lot more money than he's made, but Dustin Poirier is, is there's been no, very little media about him. We don't know what he's training. He could be training like an absolute dynamite. We don't know because there's no big videos yeah. about him. There's no hype about him. He could come out kind of blazing. I doubt it. I don't think he's. I think he's that level, and I think Connor's there. Connor's already inside his head. Dustin's got nothing to lose. He's got everything to earn. Yeah, he's, so he's he's he, definitely paid, but he is still cheap at the price. Yeah, Connor's he, the expensive one. He said he wants every. He wants both of them bleeding in the first minute. What do you make of that, Gareth? Yeah, listen. I think it's gonna. I think the one thing about Dustin is, and you saw it in the Gaethje fight. I mean. No one's been able to, to to stand in the pocket with Gaethje. No one's been able to take that sort of punishment. No one's been able to to kind of outgrit Gaethje. Gaethje was always the guy that just worked harder, outworked everybody, and just smashed them. All of a sudden, he came along, and he showed that he's capable of it. He's also picked up some good size. He's looking a lot stronger. He's a little bit more experienced, or not a little bit, probably a lot more experienced than he fought Dustin the first time. So, I, I mean... There's two things that happen here. This is a dog fight, or Connor knocks him out in 30 seconds mm. or 40 seconds, like he said. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky conversation yeah. because you never know in the sport. No one knows. Sure. We all know that uh, that uh, 
Um, Dustin's got in, has got power in his hands as well. He's got incredible boxing. He's cardio. Up, yeah, he's yeah. changed on the lot since the first time. So, it, look, you, I, I, you, it would be very difficult to go, oh, Connor's just going to walk this guy. But, uh, again, I, I go back to, to the mindsets. I go back to the driven Connor. Connor did what no one could, no one said he could do. Yeah. He what he put together, the run that he put together, where he took himself, what he created, is still yet there's no one that can fill that gap. No one has even been able to come close to that. That takes a, a special type of person, a special type of belief. And mm-hmm. if you if you look at him now, at the moment, the way that he walks and the way that he talks and what he's driven by, he still has, that belief is probably stronger. Yeah, You can see it in his eyes. Yeah, he, he's, 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 He's gone way and beyond in his preparation to be the best corner that's ever stepped in there. Let me ask you so, this. Let me ask you this. Has he fought uh, with no fans, Connor? Because he's driven by that energy, isn't he? That's a very, very good question. You know that's what I mean? Because he, he brings Ireland go to wherever Connor is, you know, and he thrives on that. So I'm, I'm wondering now what happens when it's dead quiet and you're hearing breathing and coaches and what happens then? So, so. The funny thing about that is the experience in there is when you when you in that sort of sort of circumstances, it's a it's a lot like a gym or a sparring session. Hmm. It's a lot like the, the gym environment, people walking around, noise, and you doing your job. Um, you're not driven by. Uh, you can hear your coaches. You can hear what they're saying. Hmm. It's a mentality thing. Hmm. It's always been a mentality thing with that circumstance. Now it's who is the stronger guy men- mentally. I mean. I, I think you saw it with I think you saw it with the uh, um, a, a Motic uh, Daniel Cormier fight. Daniel Cormier just was he is Daniel Cormier is unbelievable. Mm. But when he fought in that environment of no crowd, yeah. he just wasn't the same guy. That comp- that competitiveness that comes out in him. Just think, Stipe Motic was this locked on guy. He was super focused, and this is a guy that goes into burning buildings to save people. Yeah. Doesn't need he doesn't need he doesn't, need, he doesn't need priority. He doesn't need anything to make him get into a zone. So it's the ability to put yourself in that space. And I do believe that Connor in that environment is probably untouched by 90% of people. Hmm. You know what I reckon? So I reckon if it was, because now obviously you made me think of that question. Um, I think if it was Fight Island 1, I think Connor would have battled with it. But I think those around him and himself, because I would imagine Connor to be a student of the game. He'll study everything. Mm-hmm. He'll watch the walkout. He'll watch the lack of crowds. So you've watched Fight Island 1 and 2. So you've seen people flourish and say, it doesn't matter to me. And you've seen people fail. He will then prepare mentally accordingly. Yes, he does feed off the crowd. Mm-hmm. But by now, he's seen where the flaws are. And he'll go, right, I've got to zone in for this. Like he would prepare his body, he would prepare yeah. his mind. Yeah. But yeah. he would zone in and say, right, I'm going to get used to the fact that it's not happening. So I think as it goes on with all fighters, it will be obviously not debutants, but it would be less of a factor because now you're saying it's an environment thing. Forget the environment. It's the environment is only the cage yeah. and not those around me. Yeah. No, what do you think of that? Yeah, listen, I, you, you're 100% correct. I think at that level, uh, um, uh, uh, you, you you have to start adjusting to what's in front of you. Again, like Jay said, 
the first few or it was the first one or two cards. Oh my gosh, da 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 da. You know, this is a whole new thing. Now it's now it's not new. Guys know how to prepare. They they their preparation now is even better than when they're preparing in the gym when there's only a few people around. Because now what you're simulating in the gym, you can simulate in here because there is no crowd. There is no you can simulate a walkout. You can simulate a ref with, with not a lot of noise, anything. The guy was there, he's been there, I think, a month and a half already in, in, in Dubai. He's, he had his own, own tent set up with the heat, with the, the cage, his own cage, that he, the exact cage that he's going to be walkout. I mean, listen, this guy, he, he, he's, he, wasn't, yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't at the top of the food chain for nothing. Um, and uh, also, again, it will benefit them because it is winter there. So it's cooler. Listen, it's yeah. not cool. Yeah, it's cooler. It's cooler. Yeah. It's not, it's not killer. I know that you are in temperature-controlled arenas, etc., etc. But that bad heat will drain you. Yeah. It yeah. Take from you. So now you're in a cooler environment. He's already been there six weeks, so he's adjusted, and it's and it's good weather for them. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. I can't wait for that one. Um, Let's get the thoughts on the John Jones, Israel Adesanya. I mean, I know Dana White's come out and said that a lot has to happen. There's massive hurdles for both men. Do you see it happening in 2021? Israel Adesanya, Israel Adesanya smokes John Jones. Smokes what? him? Smokes him. Oh, my God. Wow, you smokes. are stirring the pot here. For real. Why would you say yeah. that? Smokes him. With what? Smokes him. I, I, I tell you why. I tell you, uh, there, Please, there's, a, I'm all ears. Yeah, there's a few things. Um, he, he hasn't looked the same as what he what, what he used to be, um, John Jones. I, I think he lost against uh, um, what's that cat, the the football player that came in, the youngster. I, I believe he lost the fight. Um, I think he's, uh, Reyes. he's he's yeah Reyes. I think he's. Uh, he, he's there's too much in front of him there's been too much thing we there's a new blood there's a new breed of kid coming through Israel Anasanya is very different to anything that John Jones is ever it, why is he too small I mean Jones is going up to heavyweight eh? and and watch what he does to yes watch what he does to Jan Bovic and then we'll have the same conversation Yes, I, I'll agree with you on a lot of things, but John Jones. We'll we'll, we'll we'll put it like this. Watch what he does to Jan Bowich, and then we'll have the same conversation. A different caliber of fighter, boss. Different caliber of fighter. Um, but, you must understand, <laughs> the only reason these people are there... If he, becomes, if, he be, if, he becomes, if he becomes the light heavyweight champion of the world, that means he is currently the middleweight and the light heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, that one hundred percent, one hundred percent, one hundred percent makes him good enough. One hundred percent to stand in the same bracket as John Jones. Not better than John Jones. John Jones has John Jones fought one guy that was the same length as him, had the same distance control, and everybody thought he lost the fight. Right. I don't believe that uh, Gustafsson has the same fighter IQ as um, as uh, Israel Adesanya when it comes to striking. Um, no one's been able to take Adesanya down yet. So 
I mean, the reality is the only space that that John Jones beats him is puts him on his back and subs it. From a striking perspective, no, Tico, good to go. Or ground and pound, whatever the case is. So I think that's where the hold is. So, but from a striking perspective, on the toes, Israel and Asanya is in a different league, just and and no one must. Uh, I'm not discrediting your opinion because I value your opinion a lot. But let's say that you were, let's say I was a few kilo, hundred kilograms lighter, and let's <laughs> say my boxing was okay, and you were a lightweight. You can hit me thirty times, and you can hurt me, but I just have to hit you hard. Okay, so, so let's let's put. No, no, hang on. Understand the power that's generated by John. Jones. Yeah, so before and he's before going up and away. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, whoa. Let's let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back a few things. Let's go right back. Let's go right back here. Two names. Two names. Costa and Robert Whitaker. Right. Neither of them have been dosed. Neither of them been, had been hurt in any way. They fought the savage of savages who hit them harder than most people could ever take in their lives. And both of them stood back up and beat him. He knocked them both out. He knocked, he knocked, he, he knocked, he knocked <laughs> them both out. I'm not fine what you're saying. You must remember. You must remember uh, that. All right. Let, let Justin. Let Justin respond. Let Justin respond. I'm gonna tell you this. Remember when you played rugby for DHS? That's a that yeah the purple what purple school? I asked you to come back. I'm a hustler. I'm a hustler. I'm a hustler. Contact him anywhere, Justin. So remember when there was that midweek game where, like. The schools felt sorry for like George Campbell or I'm going to get so much hate for this. Yeah, please or be like careful when you say. Pantown. Like <laughs> I remember, we had to play Pantown like an away. Are you referring yeah. Israel Adesanya to Pantown? Yeah, exactly. We have actually lost it. Wow. I hope I didn't get to the person now. But now I'm not referring him to Pantown. I'm saying the fighters that have fought before. So like. The most injuries will happen on those silly games that you you win a hundred nil. Mm. You put your B team in and we beat them, but you, you don't or you or you don't beat them well. You beat them by ten points. You you kind of like raise your game, but when you played college on Goldstones, you played the best game of your life. So you rise to the occasion. Maybe John Jones bugging around did enough to win. He still got more W's and L's. The only man to beat him was a deaf man, and he beat himself because he elbowed him twelve to six. Do you remember Matt Hamill? Well, listen, John Jones is John Jones only loses to himself. Listen, I understand the long time. I, I'm telling you that that power, like John Jones, for me, when John Jones came in and he had those those flared more tight pants that Izzy wears now, like it was like, wow, this guy's weird. He's got smallish legs, but he's got this like. We had striking that I don't know if I quite like, but it's effective. Yeah. Easy as well. The difference is size. Okay. Size matters. It makes a big difference. All right. Let's let's leave it there in terms of that. Can we can we see it happening though? Can we see it happening? Let's be honest. Before, before we we go any further, he fought, he fought Anderson Silva, <laughs> and Anderson Silva turned around afterwards and said that he hasn't seen a guy 
with that much ability to adjust and develop and return and create angles and throw for a very, very long time. The basis of the story is Israel Asanya knocks out John Jones. Okay, we will take a bet closer to time, but can it happen and will it happen considering one's going up to light heavy? Uh, no, I'm asking, is it going to happen? He's going to get fat and then he's going to fall down. But let me tell you something. He's going to walk up to heavyweight. He's not going to move the same. He's not going to adjust the same way that he thinks. His ability to counter the way that he thinks it changes very differently with size. And he's, walk, he's coming up against guys who, when they hit you, you go like this. Uh, your eyes close. <laughs> Prove it time and time again. Stipe Matic, no clown. Definitely no clown. And no one in the world ever puts their hand up to fight Francis and Gagne. No ways. And yet John, John, John Jones did. Yeah. Oh, well, good luck to him. Well, okay, we let, we, we're going to be here all night if we continue this. Yeah. Let's let's just say we want to see it happen. When it does eventually happen, we will have a bet between Justin and Gareth, and it might be that one of them grows a mullet. We'll have to wait and see. But um, oh. it could be. I can't shave my head. I'm too ugly. <laughs> um, all right, in other news before we get into the Fine Island 7 um, Edwards and Chemaev comes at Chemaev. That was a, a much anticipated fight. It's been postponed to March 13th. Should we get excited about these two guys? Because Leon Edwards, will, many will say he's had a bit of a rough ride. He hasn't got the limelight he deserves. And Chemaev has got all the limelight, all the talk. He he's can't beat Surely not. Can't beat. Can't beat. What do you think, eh? Sorry, who's that? Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards. Baby. Khabib. Baby Khabib, taller Khabib, smash! I smash. No one wants to. He's a. No one wants to get in the ring with him. That guy's. That's a freak. He I mean, wants. One of their fights can happen. It's the third time it's been postponed. Yeah. And trying to keep. They're trying to keep uh, people away from Connor and Khabib. Because they even moved um, Connor, uh, Khabib's cousin off that card, off UFC 257, so that all those guys wouldn't come through. Jamal oh. is too much. He's way, way too much. So the hype is real with this guy? Bro, those Pakistanis are no joke. I had a little midget wrestling coach at Worlds just push me aside like I was nothing. And I was three times the size. It's They are no joke. Wow. They are born athletes. So, so yeah. come, it's a matter of time before Chimaev, uh is has yeah. got some gold around his waist. The combatives—it's a combative environment. They—they—they they, they grow up from a very young age, learning how to be destructive. It's where majority of the Russian spitzers come from. Um, majority of the best wrestlers in Russia come from. Majority of the best samba guys in the world come from. A, a, a majority of the best Russian judo guys come from. They—that town is just—they designed to fight. They have a different mentality. They fear nothing. They are are bred just to cause destruction. You and if you watch the way that he fights, he's he he's fearless. There's nothing in front of him that concerns him, and he has power. And his wrestling is unbelievable. So having to oversell Leon Edwards because yeah. of he got a few good fights and having to oversell him, he, he, so. Not in the same league. I feel sorry for that. Actually. So, so, 
if we look ahead to 2021 and we look in our crystal ball, are we going to see the Chemayevs, the, the, the Russians dominate uh, this year um, as, and make waves? What are you guys predicting for this year? Unless, unless the UFC physically blocks them, the winds of change will blow. You can't stop the tidal wave. Like those guys, unless the UFC physically ignores them mm. and they get sidelined to a smaller promotion, like if they're in the UFC, like fandom will get them there. Like they, they, they their results will speak for themselves. You, you just have to look there's at... A whole different breed, there's a yeah. whole different breed of, of fighter coming out of, out of um, those provinces. They're almost not fighting for money, bro. It's it's it's, yeah, it's pride. Way more personal. It's it's almost like for the flag. It's or like, honor, yeah. It's something, yeah. It's something, something so much deeper mm. that they are prepared to lay down their lives for this. And like I said, this little coach pushed me out the way. He got thrown out of the world. Didn't care. Didn't care. It's just because that's what he believes in right now. Yeah. And that's warrior mentality and warrior spirit that you can never take away. Yeah. So unless the UFC physically blocks them, the change will come. Most of them will be there. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Um, all right. Uh, this weekend, so we kick the action off. Uh, Fight Island. Uh, Justin, I know you're quite excited about one particular main card fight. Carlos Conduit against Matt Brown. Tell us why you're excited about this one. Um, should should we get hyped up about it? Give us the backstory. Yeah, yeah. I would say more so than the main event. You know, Carlos and Matt, look, Matt is one of those I actually think should be retiree. Um, but he is a killer. He's a grumpy oak that chews tobacco. Do you remember watching him on the Holzman Firehouse? <laughs> Nobody messed with his stuff. Like, everyone would like tear people and piss in their beds and all of that type of thing. Like, if you fucked with Matt Brown, like, sorry for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, a serial killer. He is that. And then you've got Carlos Connett, who's really good. Uh, hard to pick a winner. Carlos Connett should be, should be fresher of the two. But Carlos seems to lose fights he's meant to win. Yeah. I, I'm, but I, it's one of those where I'll sit back, won't pick a winner, mm. but we'll enjoy what happens. Yeah. And be sorry who, whoever loses. Gareth, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, look, I think uh, the immortal is uh, a guy that uh, you never know with him. He's just hard. He wants to break everything. He's just got this this attitude of like... like uh, <laughs> Like Jay says, like you just don't mess with him. He, he, he's willing. He's willing to cut your throat. Um, Carl Conlon is the same type of guy when he can't when he gets into the fighting mindset. He's they're very destructive guys. They want to break things. They want to they want to put their elbow through your head and they want to knee your chin off. So a very interesting fight. I think Carlos is a little bit more. Uh, it's got on the skill set side a little bit more skill than Matt Brown. Um, you know, also both of them are, are coming to the end of it. Very interesting fight. I think it's. Uh, I think listen, it's one of those fights that's super hot, but could mm. also just be not as hot as what you think. Yeah. Um, I, 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 but my 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 pick of the fights is definitely the main card fight. Uh, um, Max Holloway uh, against Calvin Kata. Kata. Yeah. That guy. That that Calvin Guitar, I saw him. He was it was actually I can't remember which card he was on with me. He was hitting pads in the in the um in the warm up area. Man, his his he, he made it look he made it look like 
it, he was born with it. Like he just woke up and he it's been with him his whole life. He just yeah. timing his his the way that he moved and the things that he did was just uh, oh man, it, super super incredible. Um, I, I think Max Holloway's taken a lot of damage, and I, I definitely don't think that Max wants to stand in front of uh, Calvin. I think that uh, Calvin's just too destructive for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, like Calvin said, he f- people are saying he's like the rookie going into this one. He's he says he's more experienced, um, but Max Holloway needs a win. He needs uh, to get back because you know, he feels that that last fight uh, that he won. But yeah, we'll wait and see what happens there. Um, I think there's another very interesting one, and it's uh, it's it's one that you might know quite well. It's one of your former opponents who's in action, the Italian um, Alessio. Chirico? Yeah, listen, I think he, he's fighting Joachim and Joachim's just too skilled for him. For, for, for him. Um, I think he showed that in his last fight. I mean, the, the fact that the, the kick that he pulled off, uh, I mean, highlight reel and I think will be spoken about for the rest the rest of his lifetime and yeah. probably this lifetime. But yeah, it takes a certain skill set to be able to do something like that. I think uh, Joachim is just too explosive. I think he's just too fast, too strong. Um, yeah, you know, he, he he's. Uh, I don't think he's evolved too much with the sport. I think he's mm. look. He's a t- super tough guy. He's he's. It's a do or die for him. So you never know. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. He, yeah. he could walk in and knock this guy out. Um, but hey, uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I, I do fancy working more of a Lissio than than. Um, yeah, I, I, my money would be on a on a Joaquim. I think yeah. um, I, I think it's just I think he, he, you know Joaquim's on this incredible run at the moment, and Alessio's you know fighting for his life. But again, a wounded dog is definitely the the most dangerous dog. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's going to be very interesting uh, this weekend. Uh, just before we go, we've lost Justin, unfortunately. Uh, we're having some uh, gremlins, some internet problems at the moment. But uh, Michael Bisping, uh, the the count came out and said that with judging in future, there should be accountability. He seems to think that, and it's a pity we don't have Justin because Justin is, of course, uh, one of the foremost judges on the continent, if not the world. And um, he feels that if you don't do a good job and you get your scores wrong or you you weigh off, for example, the way you judge a fight, you should be fired. I mean, you as a as a as a fighter, as someone who's been there, what do you think about that? I one hundred percent think that this is the scenario. I think uh, just talking about the Alessio fight and and somebody who I'd competed against, there was some mix-ups in terms of the change of scorecards and there was a few issues after that it came about about uh, you know and I'd lost on a split decision and. Mm. You know, people don't realize the impact that it has on somebody's career. You know, you have that loss that all of a sudden sets you back. You, you're in a position, you'd won, I'd won the fight, it would have been very different. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy environment. Um, we just got to accept it for what it is and uh, um, we've got to move forward. But I 100% think that it's, uh, it's an environment that has to be handled and has to be taken care of. Yeah, I think so. I think because we've seen a lot of uh, fighters, you know, at the end of the fight, they go like, well, how did one judge get that? You know, you've got a 30-27, for example, and everyone else has got uh, a lot closer or, or whatever. So, you know, as you say, impacts bonuses, careers, sponsors, the whole works. But then how do you suggest we, we make that sort of, 
you know, a level playing field? Was it always going to be down to interpretation and, and human error? Is it, is it something that they need to look at the technology side? What do you think? Um, yeah, listen, I think it's got to be, I think technology is a big thing. It does play a big factor. And uh, I think there's just got to be better training. I think the judges need to understand how the scoring, I think it's got to be overseen. I think there should be marshals in terms of what's been seen, um, in terms of the fight. I think it should be a process of what did you see, how did you see this, why do you score it like that? Um, you know, uh, look, it's a difficult environment to do. I mean, it's something that's got to be done uh, quick. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah. it's hard to say. I don't know how they would find a yeah. solution, but uh, who knows, eh? We'll have mm. to just see. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. I think we're just struggling a bit with getting Justin on. Um, uh, and we'll pick this up in our next episode of MMA Uncaged. But uh, thanks, as always, Gareth, Soldier Boy McLennan. Uh, I like the new hairstyle. It works. Um, and we'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, we've got Max Holloway, Calvin Kitsar, and um, UFC Fight Island. I- I'm so glad it's back. I don't, my Sunday mornings haven't been the same in the last few weeks, I must say. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm, excited about, I'm excited about this part. I think it's going to be unbelievable. Uh, very much so all right we're going to leave it there thanks so much uh for watching thanks for all the subscribers uh please like and subscribe so you get a notification of uh, when we have a new episode of mma uncaged it's been great good chatting to everyone justin ferrier gareth soldier boy mcclellan we'll catch up again next time enjoy the mma this weekend it's ufc it's fight island seven and that main card is going to be fire thanks for watching take care let's go Myself, they call me J O N to the easy E N. Know that we undefeated, y'all are beneath those beats. Just trying to air a grievance, but his lines are overhead. Better check the air for clearance. Call the tower, this is our credit. He the heir apparent. Uh-huh. Really, I never been better. Legacy, this is forever. All the more times I've been seven, I'm raising the boy. You can go ahead and measure. Think about time for a toast. Time that we welcome the goat. Y'all were just leaving a note. This right here forever.